Where are we going? Welcome to this exclusive podcast produced by Spirit Watch Ministries that will show where life in our darkening times is now turning and how you can avoid the detours of deception through the hope of biblical truth. The Lord Jesus in Matthew 24 warned us over two millennia ago and how urgently we need to heed him now. Our host is Pastor Rafael Martinez, a seasoned Northwest Indiana-based minister, intercessor, and counter-cult apologist who will help you discern the journey of change we're all on as the last day of the last days now winds down. For more information, check out our Facebook page and our website at spiritwatch.org. Now. Here's Pastor Raphael. Hello. Thanks once more for stopping by and for downloading our program podcast entitled, Where Are We Going? I'm Raphael Martinez, a minister in the Church of God Cleveland Movement, and thanks for taking the time to listen in. This podcast is one of the services of Spirit Watch Ministries, an outreach of discernment in our deceptive world that has been ongoing since 1993. You can learn more about us at our website, spiritwatch.org. And keep up to date using our Facebook and YouTube links there on the page as well. Our Spearwatch Unchained blog has been around a few years and we post there with updates when we can, as well as offer exclusive discernment content you won't find anywhere else. We hope you'll enjoy visiting these as well. And so while you're at it, invite all your friends, your enemies, your neighbors, strangers, and everyone else, all points in between, to also listen in. We'd love to grow our audience and appreciate your helping out. Now, our podcast is devoted to providing biblical perspectives on the ongoing plunge of the world into the darkness of spiritual deception, as foretold by Bible prophecy, and the recent history of fallen humanity. In today's episode, we're going to take a look at some of the most penetrating observations about human nature in the Bible that we can find, which will speak directly to where we've been going in the direction of our ministry for the past several months. In the Bible is the solemn words of the preacher of Ecclesiastes 1.9, when he poetically laments that that which has been is what will be, that which is done is what will be done, and there is nothing new under the sun. In other words, there's nothing really new in human life today. Culture repeats itself continually from generation to generation. The present is very much a product of our past, and indeed existence is made up of pretty much the same ways we've always lived, yet continually reinvented as human beings. If you watch human affairs long enough, you'll see how history indeed repeats itself in a variety of ways because for all of our individuality and diversity, people readily go with the flow all around us in very predictable ways. I remember going on shore leave in the early 1980s, winning the Navy to the trendy Costa del Sol in Spain. And being as much a girl watcher as any other sailor might be back then, I saw European women dress fashionably in ways that were most unfamiliar. And I knew from experience that in about six months, American girls would be dressing the same way back in our Florida home port, indeed across the nation, and they were. Now, that's just one of an infinite number of ways that we see what the preacher says is really true. That there really is nothing new under the sun because of just how completely people are locked into lifestyle trends that destined them to a course of direction that is an endless repeat of itself. Playwright George Bernard Shaw said as much when he said that, quote, If history repeats itself, and the unexpected always happens, how incapable must man be of learning from experience? End quote. The mercantile among the children of men bank on that predictability and have created a megatrillion global consumer culture that endlessly plays upon 
the all-too-pliable longings of people seeking meaning and security in the midst of that repeating human history. We're bought daily by the media, by our neighbors, by opinions, and the marketplace by using our very nature against us. And of course, these aren't the only places our past creates a future by no means. Now, our podcast has charted a perspective on how human need has been played to by creating innumerable empires for many an authoritarian leader throughout time, with cultism being just one very real way the past has been repeated over and over among us since the rise of human culture after the fall of man in the Garden of Eden. The influence of cults and their deceptive black light they dazzle humanity with has continually flourished all around us wherever people are to society's great grief. Now, while the Xenos slash dwell cult of Columbus, Ohio, we've been helping to expose since December of 2021, is one of those manifestations. It is truly hardly alone. Spearwatch Ministries has, while focusing on the abuses of Xenos and dwell this year, been also simultaneously moving ahead with helping get the spotlight turned on to the dark corners of the Cincinnati metro area where another group known as the Gladstone Community Cult currently operates. Our chief research focus has been aimed at the Gladstone group the past two months, and as in the investigation our ministry has had on Xenos for an upcoming documentary pilot, we've been working in the very real hope that a documentary project may soon begin to focus on the Gladstone group as well. We think there's a good chance that that's going to happen. This cultic movement, called Gladstone, has existed in one form or another for the past 17 years or so. And several of our podcast episodes as of late have had former members interviewed to help show just how destructive it has become. The outrages and abuses of Gladstone are a mirror image of those of the Xenos Dwell heresy, as well as the Remnant Fellowship Cult of Tennessee that we've been battling the past 20 years upon, as well as a host of other abusive groups across the Midwest since we've relocated here just under 10 years ago. We've taken very seriously the words of Jesus when he said to all in our fallen times to take heed that no man deceive you. And we've done all we can to call out these errant leaders of these movements to repentance and accountability and to try to help their victims to healing and wholeness. We intend on continuing to do so by every means possible with a major research article on the Gladstone Group still on the way. Much of our time recently has been involved in the needed field work and interviewing of so many who are directly involved in that very cult that we've stepped forward to offer information on. We've received intimate and probing perspectives to us, which we've been documenting by these very same people. And sadly, as we've read and shared and pondered, the words of the preacher again come to mind as we continue to hear of the same kinds of abuse and plight of the abused so well documented. There is blood on the hands of Gladstone's corrupt elders as led by Zach Kaczynski, as surely as it has been on many occultic tyrants' hands throughout history. Our research continues, and we hope to have a full report out very soon that will, we must say, be all too familiar and all too much repeat of the history of fallen humanity. And while we hate to have to say we told you so, well, nothing, just nothing quite says it otherwise. The kind of devastation cults wreak in the lives of those who finally break away from them cannot be overstated. 
the personal pain inflicted by cruel and vicious men and women who were accorded absolute obedience and submission by their victims is a wounding unlike any other. This testimony, obtained from a Reddit comment board, could be easily that of a Remnant Fellowship saint, a disciple of a self-proclaimed charismatic apostle, or that of the scattered victims of corrupt temple priests in the ancient days of Ezekiel chapter 34. Listen closely as she explains how this agony all but almost destroys her while she seeks something redemptive, even uplifting out of the horrors of the situation. Thankfully, I was able to leave the community, as we used to call it before Gladstone and Madison Place, etc. Back in 2010, I'm disappointed that it's still running 12 years later and seems to be bigger than ever before. The two and a half short years I spent within that community wrecked me, and it took years of therapy to make sense of what I experienced. Thankfully, I had supportive parents, both emotionally and financially, who assisted me in making my exit. Those were some dark days. I lost all of my so-called found family the instant I told them I wanted to move out. It seems some people make it to this page out of sheer curiosity and entertainment. I get it. It's fascinating and bizarre, and we love asking questions like, how could anyone with a brain buy into this obvious sham? I do think you're severely missing the point, though, and I encourage you to practice some empathy. As another contributor said, there are many intelligent, capable, and professional people there. Back then, at least, it wasn't as much about recruiting addicts, but they certainly did prey on the vulnerable. I was invited to Thursday Night Bible Study, aka The Community, when I was 19 years old. It happened to be the same week my parents got divorced and my long-term boyfriend broke my heart. Today, I'm equipped with the critical thinking and coping skills, but I didn't have them as fine-tuned then. Honestly, I didn't notice anything alarming for months. Sure, the guys were unconventional and radical. That was part of the appeal. They welcomed me warmly during one of the hardest times of my life. At that time, it seems that preying upon the vulnerable continues to be their recruitment strategy. This is clearly a red flag. Perhaps, though, you've made it to this thread because you're currently inside of the community and you're Googling to see if the thoughts and feelings you're having are valid. There is something to that. Even I had a safety net and I was absolutely terrified to leave. I was very thoughtful and respectful in how I went about it, yet I still got burned. It's going to be hard, but I can genuinely say that it was the best decision I ever made to leave that place and see what else God has in store for me. You see, for the longest time, Zach, Brian, Alex, Chelsea, the whole gang had me believing that the only way to be a true Christian was to do it the way they were doing it. They had us believing that it was us versus them. Them being the American Christian Church. Them being our family. Them being our co-workers. Them being our friends from before the community. Them being a college education. Them being society as a whole. The list goes on. This is such a dangerous way of thinking, and you should know that it will possibly take years to heal from it. And that's not because there's something wrong with you. 
they will have you thinking that everything I just said is spiritual warfare and that this is hard evidence of the persecution you will face because you're following God so closely. I hope and pray that you find the courage to listen to the voice telling you that something isn't quite right and that you find a healthy and soft place to land. Millions of those for whom the grim reality of religious abuse has become the driver of their souls can painfully amen this Reddit poster's admonition, even as she recounted the pain of her violation at the hands of Gladstone's vicious authority figures. Not a day has gone by since the public emergence of Gladstone survivors on the web through the GladstoneExposed.com website that emerged in mid-August a month ago, in which more and more victims of the cult are finding connection with one another and recounting their stories that sound exactly the same as his Reddit posters. Truly, as the scripture says, nothing is new under the sun. What is new, however, is that hope has kindled the fire that increasingly burns brighter and brighter. The collective outrage, energy, and call by the victims of this cult is becoming a movement that Gladstone cannot ignore or hide from any longer. While Zach and his band of abusive religious cutthroats may still be able to manipulate and dominate and control those under their immediate grasp. Their cloak is melting under the plain light of scripture and testimony. Even if this is an all too familiar narrative, what is encouraging is that truth, light, and love are rewriting the ending for this, as well as other cults that we've also been bringing you information about. Spirit Watch Ministries is working to help offer a few paragraphs of our own to it. And we look forward to seeing Gladstone called to an accountability in this world, which we know that in the next will be witheringly real before Christ's throne of judgment. Vengeance, the scripture says, will be his, as the prophet Ezekiel's oracle has prophesied. The diseased have ye not strengthened, neither have ye healed that which was sick, neither have ye bound up that which was broken, neither have ye brought again that which was driven away, neither have ye sought that which was lost, but with force and with cruelty have ye ruled them. And they were scattered, because there is no shepherd. And they became meat to all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. My sheep wandered through all the mountains and upon every high hill. Yea, my flock were scattered upon all the face of the earth, and none did search or seek after them. Therefore, ye shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, saith the Lord God, surely because my flock became a prey, and my flock became meat to every beast of the field, because there was no shepherd, neither did my shepherds search for my flock, but the shepherds fed themselves, and fed not my flock. Therefore, O ye shepherds, hear the word of the Lord, thus saith the Lord God. Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my flock at their hand, and cause them to cease from feeding the flock. Neither shall the shepherds feed themselves any more. For I will deliver my flock from their mouth, that they may not be meat for them. For thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I, even I, will both search my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeketh out his flock in the day that he is among his sheep that are scattered, so will I seek out my sheep, and will deliver them out of all places where they have been scattered in the cloudy and dark day. We're just getting started, everyone. Stay tuned for more. Thanks for listening today as we explore just where are we going. Our prayer is that you have been encouraged and strengthened and if necessary, challenged in your daily journey through life. Jesus is coming. 
You can fall with the night or you can rise with the sun. The choice is yours. You can email us with questions and comments at feedback at spiritwatch.org. And if you need urgent personal spiritual help, email us at help at spiritwatch.org. We look forward to hearing from you. Please follow our podcasting at our Facebook page and our website at spiritwatch.org. This podcast is a production of Spirit Watch Ministries, taking heed that no man deceives you.